We begin a new Masechta, Masechta, Bob and Metziah. This is a, a part, part of the Masechtas. We learned in Gemara Baba Kama, that according to one opinion, Baba Kama, Baba Metziah, and Baba Basra are really all one Masechta. It was divided into three sections. According to another opinion, it's three Masechtas, but it's, it's all these Masechtas speak about the halachas of Dine Mominus. In Masechta Baba Kama, we learned the halachas of Dine Mominus that a person owes money as a result of something that he did that was wrong. Whether a Nizikin, whether Geneva, Gezela, that was the nyanim of, of that Masechta. In this Masechta, it continues to speak about the nyanim of Dine Mominus, but not regarding Nizikin, but Dine Mominus in relation to finding a Metziah and uh, certain halachas of Dine Mominus in relation to Kinyanim, in relation to loans, the famous Pedic here in this Masechah that speaks about the halachas of Ribis in relation to a loan, then the halachas regarding money matters that relates to Shiloh Pekodin, when a person borrows uh, or a, an object or gives a Pekodin to somebody, and then all the halachas of Dine Mominus in relation to hiring a worker, the obligation of his work and his job, whether he can back out from his work and so on. So that's the theme of this Masechta. Okay, let's begin. Two people grab onto a talus. One person says, I found this talus. The other individual says, no, I found this talus. This individual says, it's all mine. And the other individual says that it's all mine. So the Gemara will explain here why the Mishnah says a double Lashen regarding what each one of them claims. So what's Talach in this case? Who do we give this talus to? So this individual swears that I don't have in this talus less than half, which is mine. And the other individual also swears that I don't have in this talus less than half. And then after they swear, they divide this talus. Which of course means not that you just cut the talus in half, but that it's a partnership and then they can sell it or do whatever they want with it to, to divide it. The Gemara here will explain what, why is it necessary to have a Shavua. Why don't we just divide it? Since we, we can't determine who it belongs to, so then maybe we should just divide it. What's the necessity for the Shavua? That will be explained in the Gemara at length. And the Gemara will also explain the, the uh, Lashen that's used here in this Shavua. Ein loy ba pachas They're not each swearing that half is mine. The Ein loy ba pachas The Gemara will explain that as well. There's also a famous discussion that Taisvis and all the Rishayim speak about why in this case do we paskin yachleiko, that we divide it? If you don't know who it belongs to, so then maybe Bezin should just say, don't leave us alone, we have no way to paskin, and the halacha should be, as it says in other places, called alam dovar. The Gemara in Baba Basra says a case of two people that were arguing about a boat that was floating in the sea, and none of them had a raya that it belonged to them, so the Gemara says, over there, we're not going to split the boat, called alam dovar, they can go and fight it out on their own, whoever's stronger gets it. So why don't we apply the same thing over here regarding this talus? There are a few different answers in the Rishayim. Taisus's answer is, this is what it's mashma from Rashi as well, Shnayim Oichzin, because they're both grabbing onto it, so therefore the fact that each one is holding half is, is in itself an indication that half is his and half is his. <coughs> Anan Sahadi, that half belongs to each one of them. Whereas in the case that it discusses in other places where you have something where none of them have any chazaka or any tfisa in it, over there, the halacha is called the Olam Gava, that we just, they, they fight it out on their own. 
So the basis of the Psaktin over here is the Oichs, the fact that they're holding on to it. Also, there's a famous Pshat of the Baal Shem Tev on this Mishnah, which the Rebbe speaks about Ba'ariches Gedayla in the countries of Shnayim Oichs, and there's a Rishime from the Rebbe that explains this Mishnah. What it means, Beruchni, is that the Shnayim Oichs and Betalis, that the Mishnah speaks about, is the Mitzvah. The Talis is a Mitzvah that a person fulfills. And there are two people that are grabbing onto this mitzvah. There's the person that actually fulfills the mitzvah. And then there's someone else that was mashpia on him, that was mekarevim, or that taught him how to fulfill the mitzvah. And they gave him the, the inspiration to do the mitzvah. And both the person doing it and the other person that is inspiring him to do the mitzvah are arguing and saying, we're both holding on to this talus. Each one is claiming that the reward of this mitzvah belongs to me. Mm. And the Mishnah is saying that they're both right. Yachloiku. That each one has a portion in the fulfillment of the mitzvah. Without the inspiration, the mitzvah wouldn't have gotten done. And on the other hand, this individual is the one that actually does the mitzvah. That's uh, what the Mishnah is talking about. So the Mishnah says, Shnaim oichzen betalis. It doesn't say, Shnaim shahoyu oichzen betalis. If this is an incident that happens, but it just says it as a fact. Shnaim oichzen betalis. Because this is a fact of life, benegay, to a person in this world that is doing things and is also getting influence from others. It is always a situation of two that have... A, a connection to the mitzvah or the Torah that a person learns. Mm-hmm. Right to the next case, the Mishnah says, In a case where one of them claims that all this talus is mine, and the other one claims that half of it is mine. So here, in this case, the one that claims that half of it is his, regarding half of the talus, he's admitting to the other person that it's his. So their argument is only on one half of the talis. So in such a case, the one that says that it's all mine, he swears that he doesn't have less of an ownership in this talis of three parts of it, of uh, three quarters of it. And the one that says that only half of it is mine, he swears that he doesn't have less than a quarter of it because we're only going to be splitting that half that they're arguing about. So one gets three quarters and the other one gets a quarter. And then, one takes three quarters and the other one takes a quarter. Similar, another case, two people are riding on an animal. One is riding on the animal and one is leading the animal. Each one of them claims that they found it and it's all his. So here as well, the halacha is, each one of them swears that I don't have an ownership that's less than half of this animal. And we divide it. It's really the same halacha as the beginning of the Mishnah. The Gemara will explain what's the Chiddush in this case of here. The main Chiddush is regarding the case of Reichiv and Manig, that one of them is riding on the animal, the other one is leading the animal, that they both have a similar claim of ownership, each one claims that they found it. One says he found it and he's manig, and the other one says he found it and he's reichiv. Both of them are a Kenyan. That's, 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 we'll see in the Gemara. That's the Ikechidosh of the Mishnah. Now says the Mishnah, If it's a case that they both agree to each other, <laughs> that they picked it up together, or that are Aiden, that they both picked it up together. So here, in this case, when each one says that, it's, that I found it, and there's Aiden, or they agreed to each other that they picked it up together, then Then you split it without a Shavuah. This also seems to be a very simple halacha. Obviously, if they agree, or if we have clear Aiden that they picked it up together, for sure you divide it. The Gemara will also explain what the Chiddush in this is. Whoever says why doesn't Shavuah? The Gemara will explain. The Gemara will explain this. Why, why this Lashon of the Shavuah? We'll see. 
Why does the Mishnah say the double lotion? And then it says, If each one says, I found it, it means that it's all mine. So why does it add that separate uh, thing again that it's, he's saying, Let it say one. So the Gemara first tries to answer that even though it says a double lotion, but nevertheless, it really is one point. You really have to read it all together. One of them is saying, I found it myself first, and therefore it's all mine. And the other one says, no, I'm the one that found it first, and therefore it's all mine. But if it's really all one point, so then the listener, let the mission just say, let it say that he's claiming that he found it. It's self-understood that he's saying that it's all his. So still, the question remains, if it's all one point, why does it add another lotion here? If the Mishnah would just say the Lashon that I found it, then I would say as follows. What is this person's claim when he says that he found it? It means that he's, he saw an item on the floor. And that's what means he found it. And even if he didn't come to his hands, he didn't pick it up. I would think based on that Lashon of the Mishnah that his claim is that he saw it. And the Mishnah says that that's a good claim. And he gets half. And so even though it's just Riyabalm, he just saw it, he would be kinda this item of Hefker just by the ear. So that's the, that's the Havamina that I would think. This Havamina here that you could acquire something just by seeing something, that the Havamina here is only regarding Hefker. Maybe a Mitzia, which is Hefker, over here the ear could be kinda. If there's something that belongs to someone else and he's selling it to you, just looking at it wouldn't have the kayak to be kinda. But there would be a havamina regarding something which is hefker. If you're the one that looks at it first, maybe that should be kinda. So therefore, Tana Kulashali, that Tana adds that the person is claiming not only that I found it, but that he adds Kulashali. Kulashali is saying the like I found it, which means I saw it and I grabbed it. And therefore it's Kulashali. That's what the Mishnah comes to teach. How could you say that I would make a mistake to think if the Mishnah would say that each one is claiming just that Mitzasiyah, I found it, that that would mean that I just saw it, not more than that. And that's kind of. But for all my Ravine, what Ravine said, that's the Mashal's Gersa here, the Teire in the Pasuk where it speaks about an Aveda. So there it says that you see there's an Aveda of your friend, Asher Toivad, Mimenu, uh, it says there in the Pasuk, this is an Aveda that belongs to your brother, to another Yid. It was lost from him. And then the Pasuk says, You found it. So that extra word, Ravina says, It's coming to say that you picked it up already. It's in your hands. If you remember, we learned this actually in the Gemara Baba Kama. The Gemara Baba Kama there says that we learn from this Pasuk that the mitzvah of Ashavas Aveda applies by an Aveda of a Yid and not the Aveda of a Goy. And the Gemara there says, maybe that's only if you didn't pick it up yet. But once you picked it up, then you have to return it both to a Yid and to a guy. So the Gemara says, no, but it says in the Pasuk, Umutsasa. Umutsasa means you did pick it up. And there the Pasuk says, Achicha. Even after you pick it up, you only return it to your brother and not to a guy. So we clearly see that the term Mitsasa and similar in the Mishnah, Mitsasiya, means that it's already in your hands. Says the Gemara, answers the Gemara, in, yes, Umutsasa, the Kra. The expression of a mitzvah that it says in the Pasuk, it's an extra word in there, it means that it came into your hands. <laughs> the Tanav Mishnah, when it says, each one is claiming, I found it, it's using the terminology that people speak in. 
When people speak, what do they say? When you see something, when you discover something on the floor, you say, I found it, I found it, even before you pick it up. Even if it didn't come to your hands. Therefore, if the Mishnah would just say the term, I would say that you acquire it just with seeing it. Therefore, Tana Kulashali, therefore the Tana of the Mishnah adds the words Kulashali, that their claim is not just that they saw it, that's what found it means, but it means that they actually picked it up in their hands. This with seeing it, you're not kinda. If so, Velisni, let the Mishnah say, Kulashali. Just saying Mitsasiya would lead to a mistake that it means that if you see it, you're kinda. So let the Mishnah say that each one of them, their claim is, Kulashali, that it's all mine. It's not necessary to say that each one is saying that they found it. So if you say, Kulashali, that means that I picked it up, it's mine, because uh, I, I'm holding it in my hand, Kulashali, properly, without uh, the term Mitsasiya that leads to the mistake that it, seeing it is kind Says the Gemara, no, that's, that, that wouldn't be uh, enough either. If all the Mishnah would say is that each one is claiming it's all mine, which over here we're talking mean that he picked it up, it's in his hands. Kulashali is mashma that it's in his hands. But nevertheless, I would make a mistake and think, in other places in this Masechta, where it says that each, that a person says that he found it, so there the term Mitsasiya would mean that you could be kinda with Ri'ya. I wouldn't know this idea that Ri'ya can't be kinda. In this Mishnah, it's saying Kulashili, which means he picked it up already. But in any other place where it just says Mitsasiya, maybe there, it would be, it would mean that he just saw it and you just kinda just by seeing it. So therefore, Tane Animitsasiya. The Mishnah here uses the term Animitsasiya, which means that I found it, which could, you could make a mistake to think that it means that just seeing it is kinda. Fahada Tane Kulashili. And then it adds to say, a double lashon to say that he's also claiming it's all mine. The Mishni Yisayde Ashmi'inon, so now that it says an extra double lashon here, from this I learn out, that you're not kinda with Re'iyah. The Mishnah is explaining. Mitzasiyah means, if you picked it up and you have it in your hands. From this we understand that there's no Kenyan even for Hefker when you just see something. Okay, but now the Gemara asks, after all of this, the Gemara refutes this pshat. The Gemara asks, I umi matzah how could you say the basis of this entire pshat here that that the Mishnah really is all speaking about one case? It's just specifying these lishainas to teach me this halacha that ri'i is not kaina. But the Mishnah divides it into two cases. It says twice, ze, each one of them claims mitzasiyah and each one of them claims kulashali. It says, and then it says, which is so it's, it sounds like we're talking about two different cases, two different claims regarding this object. So therefore, which was a name of a Chacham, that's what Rashi says in another place, that yet the Mishnah is talking two different cases. The first case of the Mishnah, is talking about a, an, an item that was found, and And then when it says, each one is claiming, each one is claiming that I'm the one that bought this object from this seller. So that's the, the two different cases that they're arguing about. And the Mishnah is telling me regarding both of these cases, that you divide the talus, and in both of these cases, you only divide the talus after each one of them swears, Rashi here points out that the Gemara chose as the second case, the case Dafka of Mecca Chomemker, when each one claims that they bought it. 
And the Gemara does not say an example of a different case where you have a talis and each one claims ania raktia. I'm the one that uh, made this garment. That that the, 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 I wove. I wove the garment. Why not? So Rashi says because in a case where each one of them claim, claims I wove this garment, there's one of them that's definitely a liar. Can't be that they both wove it if each one claims I did. I wove this entire talis. In such a case, there's no din of Yachleiku. This is what's called a Vadai Ramai. The Gemara is going to talk about it also on Dav Gimel. In a case where there's a definite liar, we don't, Bezim will not divide it between the two of them, and a definite liar will gain out of this. In the case of Animetzesia, Vanimetzesia, and also each one claims Kulishli, as the Gemara explains now that it's Mecca there's no definite liar here. Each one of them thinks that he actually grabbed it first. What happens over here is, what could have happened over here is, there was a, a metzia that was discovered on the ground, and two people saw it at the same time, and they both rushed to it and grabbed hold of it, and each one thinks that he actually grabbed it first. So there's no definite lie here. The same thing with Mekech Memke. Two people, as we'll see soon, the Gemara will eventually explain, we're talking about two people, each one thinks that they bought this object. Each one approached the seller, paid him for it, and each one thinks that I, I'm the one that paid the seller and he agreed to sell it to me. And so each one, there's no liar, each one thinks that he taka has the right to it. Uh, so therefore, in this case, you say, like both these cases. Yeah. Which is? Oh, so you have to say that this, that Ri'iyah is not kaina is understood even without the Mishnah teaching it to us. There's actually a thesis here that says that there's a Mishnah later in the Masechta that teaches the halacha that Ri is not kaina. So you don't need our Mishnah to teach us this din that Ri is not kaina. It's already learned that from a different place. Now why does Mishnah have to teach us this halacha of Yachloiku with a Shavua regarding both of these cases? So you need both the case, cases, Mitziah and Mechamekha. The Eton and Mitziah, if the Mishnah would only say the case regarding them arguing who found it, and here they have to swear and divide, Havamine, I would think to say, Mitziah, only by a case where the argument is who found it, here, who did Omer This is the case, and this is the reason why Chachamim imposed upon them to swear about this. Why? Because this is a case, each one of them could be made ahead of himself. Each one of them thinks, oh, it's not a big deal that I claim that it's mine, even if it's not mine. Because he says, my friend, it will not be losing anything that he paid for if this Metziah won't end up by him. It's something that he just found. So, I'll grab it after him. And I'll claim that I found it first. And then we'll divide it amongst us. The person thinks to himself, the other person is anyways not losing out of this. So, therefore, in such a case, because this is a kind of a claim where there's a might of a hetta, where a person thinks that it's not something that I'm really confiscating of something that my friend owns or paid for, in such a case, Chachamim imposed a shvue before we give this person half of this talis. Regarding an argument between two people who bought for this, who paid for it, in such a case you can't say that your friend is not losing out when you go and grab it and claim that you bought it first. So therefore in such a case, maybe there would be no need for a shvua. Now Rashi points out, as we'll see in the continuation of the Gemara, the Gemara is soon going to say that really by Mecca Memke, the case is that both of these individuals paid for this chayfetz to the Meicher. And the Meicher agreed to sell it to one person and then he agreed to sell it to someone else. And it's not clear who he agreed to sell it to first. And they both paid for it. Mm-hmm. And whoever you're going to give the talis to, the other person is going to have to be reimbursed. Mm-hmm. So really, even by the case of Mecca Chamemke, there's also no real loss here because the other person is going to be reimbursed for this. 
But nevertheless, he paid for it. It's something that he needs. It's something that he, that he, if he paid for it, it means it's something that he needs. So in such a case, when you're grabbing it away from him, there's a loss that the other person has that he now can't have what he needs. By the Mitzia, it's not that way though. A Mitzia, you punt your luck, you find a, a gold watch on the floor. Not something that you expected, not something that you need. In such a case, the person is made a hatter and says to himself, let me grab it for myself. That's why Ve'er Chachamim imposed the Shvu'e that before he gets half. On the other hand, the Gemara says, there's a Swara to say the opposite. If the Mishnah would say, the case where they're arguing who bought it, and here they have to swear, and then you divide, maybe I would say, it's only there that Chachamim said that each one of them has to swear. Because here there's another Maida Heter. Each one says to themselves that what I'm doing, or one of them says to himself, what I'm doing is not so terrible. Why? My friend paid for this. And I'm, I also paid for this. It's just not clear who paid first and who really is the, the real buyer here. So so now that I need this for myself, I'll take it for myself. I'll grab it and I'll claim that I bought it first and I'll, claim, I'll take it for myself. Lisbon, my, my, my friend, I'll, he'll get his money back from the, from the seller and then he'll go and buy it somewhere else. So in the end, he's not going to lose out anything. Whereas by the Metzia, if you're grabbing the Metzia and your friend is not going to get it, so he's, he's, he's not going to get that Metzia at all. You, you, a Metzia is not something that you can say, oh, go buy the Metzia somewhere else. A Metzia is something that is, happens once in a, whatever. You find the Metzia, but there's no one else you can buy it from. So you're taking something away from him. So therefore, Tzricha, therefore the Mishnah had to say, both of these cases, that in both cases you have to make a Shavuah. Because in both cases, there is this, this Swara that the Gemara is saying now, as you see here, the reason for the Shavuah comes out from this uh, part of the Gemara, that's because there's a certain Maida Heter. When a person goes and grabs something and claims that it's either that I found it or that I bought it, person has a certain Maida Heter that my friend is not losing out so much and therefore he grabs it, that's where Chachamim imposed this Shavuah. Soon the Gemara will explain other reasons that it could be for this Shavuah, as we'll see. Okay, now the Gemara asks, Mekech so we just said that the, the case of each one claiming Kulashali is a case where each one of them claims that he bought it first. So so why are we just listening to their claims? Why can't we see the, the seller? Who's the one that paid him? And let's trust what the seller says. Who's the one that he got money from? Now, Rashi explains, this, this is before, I mean, the, the Gemara already said before that the case over here is that both of them pay. But the other Gemara spells this out. The Gemara now is, is starting from the beginning. And we think that only one of them paid. So the Gemara, if only one of them paid, then you can trust the seller to tell us who it is that he sold it to. Rashi brings from the Gemara in Kiddushin that this is the halacha, that the Bala Mekkah, the seller, has the trust to say who exactly it is that he sold it to. And that's even if the object is not in the seller's hands anymore. If only one of them paid him, so then he's believed to say who it is that he sold it to. So therefore, in our case, why don't we ask the seller who he sold this object to? And says the Gemara, the case over here is, the Nokit Metavayu. That, as we said already before, both of them paid it. Pay, paid for it. One of them paid him and there was an agreement. He was the first one that he sold it to. And the other one was against his will, but he paid him anyways. In such a case, we don't know who it is that he paid the seller with his agreement and who was against his will. So Rashi explains, the Lashon of the Gemara is, what it means is, even if the seller will come along and say, this is the one 
that I, I agreed to sell it to, we're not going to trust him. The halacha of trusting a seller who we sold it to is in two cases. Either if the object that he's selling is still in his possession, then he's believed to say, even if both of them paid him, and one paid midas, one paid balkarcha, but if the object is still in his hands, he's believed to say who he sold it to. When the object is not in his hands anymore, like in our case, the, the two people are holding on to it, in such a case, the seller is only believed to say who he sold it to if one of them paid him. If two people paid him, one midas and one balkarcha, <laughs> and the object is out of his hands, we don't trust him to say who he sold it to. He doesn't remember, we don't, we don't trust this. Shall we say? Now that we understand what the cases of our Mishnah is, there's the case of Mitzia, there's the case of Mekachamemker, but now the Gemara is going to focus over here on the Shvua. The fact that the Mishnah says you can't just divide it, you have to also make a Shvua, and both of them have to swear that only Ba Pachas Mechetzia, and then we divide it. Again, again? It's also possible, and Hanami. But the Gemara says that over here, even if we remember, what the Mishnah is, the Gemara is saying is we don't have to make an akimta that he doesn't remember. Even if he remembers, but if they both paid, then he's not even trusted. Shall we say that our Mishnah does not follow the opinion of Benanas? Why? The If we follow the opinion of Benanas, how Omar, Benanas said as follows. How could you say such a thing? When you have two people swearing, so then somebody is swearing falsely. The case that Banana speaks about is in the Gemara Masech Shvuas, when you have a person that goes and tells a storekeeper, I want you to pay my workers for me, and then I'll reimburse you later. And then the storekeeper comes and says, I paid your workers already, reimburse me. The workers come to this person and says, we never got paid. Now the person is stuck. He's going to have to pay twice here now. He's going to have to pay his workers because they, they claim they never got paid. And he's going to have to pay the storekeeper that claims that he did pay them. And the Tanakhama there in that Mishnah says, the storekeeper will swear that he paid the workers. The workers will swear that they never got the payment. And they both, after they both swear, now this Palabas will have to pay both of them. Mm-hmm. On that, Benana says, how could you impose on both of them a shvua, they both should swear when somebody is swearing falsely. This is not a shvua minatayra, this is a shvua that's a takana de rabbana. How would Chachamim institute a shvua for two different people when you know that somebody is swearing falsely? So seemingly in our mission, it's the same thing. When each one is swearing that I have an ownership in this talus that's not less than half, somebody is swearing falsely. So why would Chachamim make a shvua in such a case? So this doesn't fit with Benanis' opinion. Says the Gemara, no, it's not necessarily true. I feel a time of Benanis. Our mission that says that they both swear fits with Benanis' opinion. Why? In that case, with the storekeeper and the worker, and each one is claiming he claims he got he paid and he claims he didn't get paid, there somebody is swearing falsely, definitely. In our case, though, in our case, when each one swears that I have an ownership no less than half of this talis, it could be that nobody's lying. <laughs> I mentioned it before this Indian. It's actually possible that both, when they both discovered this mitzia on the floor, they both rushed to it, and maybe they actually both did pick it up at the exact same moment. The achleiko of our Mishnah may actually be true, may actually be the case of what happened. So when each one swears, I have ownership no less than half, that might actually be the truth. So therefore, Chachamim imposed this shvu on both of them. It's also possible that they both uh, bought it. Rashi, Rashi here says, it also could be that he agreed to sell it to both of them, and which basically means that he agreed to sell half to him and half to him. So it's also, it could be true. Shall we say that our mission does not follow the opinion of Sumches? And the Mari here again is focusing on the need of the Shvu here. 
Because if we followed up in of Sumchis, Sumchis said, Any time you have money that's in doubt, if, if there's a doubt whether you owe this money or not, what do you do? Cholkin. You divide this, and this is with Arashvur. We had this in the Gemara in Babakama as well. There the Gemara said the case is when you have a Shoshanagasapara, an ox gored a cow, and there's a Ubra Bitsida, there's a fetus on the side that's dead, and it's not clear whether the, the ox gored and killed it or it just died on its own without the ox goring it. So this is a case where there's a suffix whether you owe the money or not. So there the Chachamim say the Allah is a Mitzmechaveri You want to take money out of the Balashur, you have to prove it. But Sumcha says, no, Chelkin, we divide. Since it's a suffix, whether your ox Gordon damaged, so Chelkin. And without a Shvuah. So over here in our mission, it says that we divide when there's a suffix, who's the owner? And over here it says with a Shvuah. So seemingly our mission is not Sumchis. Says the Gemara, Senavelamai. So what are you going to say? Rabbanon. Our mission follows the opinion of the Rabbanon. But Ha'omri, don't the Rabbanon say, Ha'maitzi mechavere, all of Chachamim say that if you want to be Maitzi from your friend, you have to bring a Raya. A Shvuah is not good enough. You have to bring out what's a raya? A raya is always when you have Aidim to prove that something's yours. Our Mishnah says we divide and you get half without Aidim. You get half just by a shvua. So how could our Mishnah fit with Rabbanan? So the Gemara explains, no, 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 wait a minute. Hi, my, let's see. If you'd want to say that our Mishnah follows Rabbanan, Hasam, in the case where the Rabbanan said there are by Tarvayu. It's not a case where two people is holding on to the money that's in doubt. One person is the mukhsik. One person has the money in his pas- in his pocket. So there, Amr Rabbana, under Chachamim say, that you're trying to take money out of your friend by claiming that he damaged you. You're going to have to prove it with Aiden properly. Nashvu is not good enough. In our case, where both of them are holding on to it, each one of them has somewhat of a chazake in this palace, but not strong enough because it's two people that are holding it together. So in our case, Palgila Bishvua. You could divide just with a shvua. So our Mishnah that says a shvua is enough of a proof that your claim is, is valid, that could follow the opinion of the Rabbanon. But if you would want to say that our Mishnah follows Sumchis, and that's a Kavachaymer. Hashta. Now, if in the case over there by Shoshanaga Chesapare and Babakame, the Leitofsi Tarvayu. It's not two people that are grabbing onto the talis. One person has the money in his pocket. And nevertheless, Sumchis says, Chelkin, Beloy Shvua. You take the half of the money out of this person's pocket and he has to pay half of the damage, even without a shvuah. Here, when these two people are holding onto this talus together, like Kol Isn't it a kavachaymet? Definitely, you should say that Sumchis would agree in our case that they divide without any shvuah. So the, the question remains that you could still say that our Mishnah should say that our Mishnah is not follow Sumchis' opinion that says that you must have a shvuah. Answers the Gemara, Afilatema Sumchis. No, I can tell you that our Mishnah that requires a Shavua does follow Sumchis. Why? Ki Yama Sumchis, Shema Vishema. The whole idea that Sumchis says that you split money which is in doubt, that's when you have two people that are arguing about this, but none of them know for sure what happened. There's the Shema Vishema. The Balashar says, maybe my axe damaged you, maybe not, but maybe not. And the other person says, but maybe yeah, but nobody knows. In a case where nobody knows, then Sumcha says we divide without a shvur. Avol body your body, but in a case where each one is claiming with certainty that this is mine, loy over here Sumcha says you can't just divide without a shvur. Over here each one has a strong taina that he's right, which contradicts <laughs> the other person. So you're gonna have to make a shvur to back up your claim to show that what you're saying is true. In such a case, Sumchas would say you need a shvur. 
So again, body your body, loy Omar, Sumchas did not say in this case that you could divide without a Shavuah. What's the Shavuah going to accomplish? That it gives a bigger validity to your Taina. You have to contradict the other person in a stronger way. You can't just claim Stamazai. Because the other person also has a Taina as body, so you're going to have to have a, a more valid backup to your Taina with a Shavuah. And then you can get half. Says Gemara, okay, this is all according to one opinion. That Sumchas that says that you divide without a Shavuah is only when it's a Shem of a Shem, when no one knows. But however, Rabbi Baravona says that Omar Sumchas, I fill a body of body. Sumchas says that you divide money that's in doubt without a Shavuah, even when both of them are arguing body of body. This is later on in the Masechta over here. The Gemara says, if it brings a, according to one opinion, even if you have two people arguing, each one is saying, this is definitely mine. Nevertheless, we split it between the two without a Shavuah. So, what are we going to say? Why in our mission do we require a Shavuah according to Sumchis? Says the Gemara, I feel a time of Sumchis. We could say that our Mishnah does follow Sumchis. Because ki oma sumchis, when did sumchis say that there's no shvua necessary? Heicha de ike drara de mamayna. In a case where there's a drara de mamayna. Rashi's pshat for drara de mamayna is when there's a loss of money on each one of, the, each one of these people that are arguing over here. So again, sumchis says you divide without a shvua in a case where there's a drara de mamayna, when there's a loss of money. I like the case of Shoshanaga uh, Chasapara. There's going to be a loss of money to each one of them. He's, he's losing his fetus that's dead, and he's, he wants to get reimbursed for this, or the other one has to pay for, for, the, for something that was damaged. So there's a loss of money over here. In such a case, Sumcha says, you don't need a shvur. That's Rashi's pshat. According to Taisa's Dorada de Mamayna means a situation where we can see a doubt regarding the story that happened here, even without their claims. There's a suffix to the Bezdin when we just look at what happened without over here when Shoshanagah Sapada and the way it happened and the the birth of this fetus, it's not clear if it was born before and therefore it died on its own, or it was born after and it died because the shore was Nagach the Pada and the fetus was still inside the Pada. It's something that on its own there's a doubt. In such a case, Sumcha says you divide without a Shavuah. But in a case where, according to Rashi, there's no Chesaron of Mamin, as we explained already before regarding the Metziah and regarding the Mecha Chememker, that nobody's going to be losing out anything over here. The, by Mecha Chememker, he's going to get reimbursed by the Metziah. It's something that he just found. If he's not going to get it, so he's, he's not gaining anything, but he's not losing anything either. In such a case, you have to make a Shavuah. Kamara right away asks him this answer. But isn't this a kavachayma to say that in our case for sure you shouldn't need a shvua? If in the case by where each one of them stands to lose money, real money that he owned in this case. And another point is in that case. It's also, we're, we're dividing something where it's either Reuven is right or Shimon is right. Either your axe gored this, this fetus and killed it, and you should pay it all, or it did not gore, and you should not pay it all. The whole yachloiku there is not a kind of yachloiku which could be true. We, we're, it's a compromise, because we don't know. But it's not something that could actually have been the, the reality of what happened. And nevertheless, Omar Sumcha says that we apply this psaktin of Yachloikum. That you divide this below Shavu without a Shavuah. So if so, hocha, in our case, the leka the Over here, number one, nobody's losing out from this. Whether in the case of Mecca Chamemke, whether in the case of Mitzia, nobody's losing out. And also, Rashi says this is an additional point. When we split it, it's something that could actually be the case. Could be they found it together. 
Could be they both uh, had the agreement of the seller to buy it. So Lekoshike, most definitely the splitting in our case of this talis is much simpler and much easier than in the case of Shoshana We should split it without a shvua. So the question is, why would Sumcha say in our case you need a shvua? So Lekoshike, it's still a kavachayim. The Gemara says it's still a question. Why in our case does, what would you say according to Sumcha is that you split, but only with a shvua? Okay, so the Gemara answers. I feel I just finish off of here at this point. I feel a tame is sumchis. No, I could say that our Mishnah follows sumchis. Usually, sumchis says you split without a shvua. But in our case, shvua zu midrabanan. The fact that in our case you swear before you split it, Chachamim instituted to swear. Why? As Rabbi Yechenen said, and we'll see this later in the Gemara, Shvu'a zu takanas Chachamim here. Here Chachamim instituted to swear, because if not, what's going to happen? If you're going to say that Allah just is, that if two people hold on to a talis, then you split it, so then anybody can just go and grab a talis that your other friend is holding on to, <laughs> and vayim and then you claim, I found it, I have it, it's mine, I bought it, and now you're going to force to split it. So this is so easy for a Ganev to go and, and grab something from another person and he just gets half. So therefore, Chachamim imposed the Shvu'a and then a person is not going to want to swear falsely and therefore people are not going to just going to go and grab Talesim from another person. That's the Takana of Rabbi Yechenen. It's interesting that Yishayinim point out that the Gemara brings up here this Takana of Rabbi Yechenen and the Gemara does not go back to the Svara that it said in the beginning of uh, Beis Amid Beis to explain Somchis. The, the Svara that it said in the beginning of Beis Amid Beis was the Svara of Meira Heter. That in, the, in this case... There's, there's, a, there's a concept where a person is might have had to because the other person is not losing out so much. Here the Gemara says a little bit of a different idea. That we're afraid of Ganovim, of a person that will just go and grab something because he sees it's so easy to get it to split. So it seems like the original Svara of the Shavu of Meirahet, the Gemara has Charata from that for some reason. And the Gemara here brings the Svara of Rabbi Yechenen to protect from Ganovim that go and just grab people's Talesim.